This is Alex. And this is Mason. And this is The Overcompetitive Bystanders. And this is our show where we share our strong opinions about things we don't know anything about. One of us favors college, one of us favors NFL. Let's see how this goes. From last week, we there was a question that I was going to ask you. We didn't have quite enough time, and I wanted to talk about it a little bit today. So my question was, would you rather have, assuming it's week one, because we just had week one for NFL, had week one for college ball just week or so, week or so ago, Right. would you rather have it be where your quarterback – is making good throws, but the wide receivers cannot get any separation. They can't get open. Or um, that your wide receivers are able to get wide open and your quarterback is not able to hit them. Let's assume that both defenses are just average. We're not talking about like lockdown defense on either side. It's just your quarterback is good, your wide receivers aren't very good, or your wide receivers are good, your quarterback isn't good. Which one would you rather have? Right, or which one's more optimistic for the season? Oof. I, I think that changes the question there a little bit. But I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll stick with my answer. of I'd rather, have, I'd rather have the good QB with a wide receiver who can't get open. Um, I, think, okay. I think truly great quarterbacks, can th- one, they can throw their wide receivers open. Um, okay. You just you, you put the ball where the defender can't get it and hope your wide receiver can make a play. Like obviously these wide receivers you're talking about might not be able to make a play, but I'd rather have that than a bad quarterback who can't make the throw because one, uh, that leads to turnovers, and mm-hmm. and and uh, that's how you lose games is turnovers. So I'd rather have the good quarterback with the wide receivers who can't get separation. I I, I think I think there's a way to to scheme around that, and I think. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd just rather have the the better quarterback always. Okay, I think that's fair. I think because part of the thing that made me think of this was that week one, uh, Utah State with Jordan Love, the wide receivers looked okay, and I think it was because a big part of last year, Jordan Love was a good quarterback with okay wide receivers, uh, and this year again, I think it's similar. I don't. I think the wide receivers are good. I think Mariners good. Yeah, Mariner but has I, a, a few like breakout plays. He he had a few good good catches on the sideline that that were pretty great. They were pretty solid. I think the big thing though is that it's love that's making the plays. Like, yeah, if if yeah, we had sure. or if Utah State had you know four Mariners out there running around, and you know it was just a subpar quarterback, I don't think it would make that big of a difference. So that was that was my big thought. There was a part of me that thought about how like with Utah. I think the Utes right now may have better wide receivers than they do a quarterback. Um, and I think BYU is in a similar situation as, as Utah State, where the quarterback is good and the wide receivers are maybe okay. You know, they're, they're the weak link in the chain, per se. Um, yeah, okay. So I think, uh, yeah. I, I, I think I agree that it's it's the quarterback that opens up the wide receivers, and even if you know the wide receivers can't get separation and that he doesn't do well, he's not going to be throwing picks. He'll just be throwing it out of bounds, which is what Jordan does when he gets pressured. Right, and to be fair though, Huntley, I mean, he has what five missed throws and 
three of those were drops. Yep. Like, uh, and zero interceptions at this point. Zero zero, and yep. zero sacks, by the way. I think yep. that's something I saw on Twitter today that I was impressed. Zero sacks, zero interceptions through two games. Zero turnovers through two oh, games. Okay. I wasn't I wasn't positive if it was turnovers. That's, I knew it was, that's, that's crazy. That's what's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. Utah's done really well there. Um, but yeah, so I think, yeah, I think I agree with that. One thing that's cool with Huntley though, was this past week Huntley had the highest quarterback rating of anybody in college football. Oh, really? Yeah. He was like a 98. Okay. Which, I mean, they played, uh, oh yeah, it was Northern Illinois who it was. They played their FCS opponent this week. So he might even do better this coming week, but Northern Illinois is a good defense. Historically, they're middle of the Mac can be top of the Mac and defense is their strong point. So that's a, that's a good showing by Huntley. Yeah. I uh, mean, I didn't watch a whole lot of that game. Uh, there's just other games on that I wanted to watch, but yeah. the, the parts that I did watch, he didn't like, I I've heard a bunch of people talking about his inaccuracies, but the stats don't show that. And I, I think the big thing is, is the same thing I said against BYU. He's doing what he needs to do. He's letting mm-hmm. Zach Moss carry the ball. Yep. And then is making the throws when he needs them. He yep. isn't. No, he's, he's not taking. He's not deep. trying to carry the team. Yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't need to. Yep. Uh, well, again, we'll see when they play USC in, in a couple of weeks how that goes because turns out they're looking a little bit better than we thought last week. Yeah, that was the next thing that I wanted to talk about. Was oh, is great USC segue. is USC good now? Like, did they just all of a sudden jump from being kind of the butt of the joke for a little while to being good in a week? Yeah, addition by subtraction, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, the subtraction wild. is JT Daniels, who was supposed to be good. Yeah. So, I, I a, apparently a true freshman quarterback was perfect for him. Yeah, he looked great. He looked against really Stanford, good. Stanford. So against Stanford, I did. So I heard the argument that he, so Stanford didn't really have any film on him. Yeah, and so that, that, that does makes it hard. And, and I'll talk about that a little bit later with the Jaguars backup quarterback too. So. Oh, Gardner? I yeah, love Gardner, Gardner Minshew. Yeah. He's great. He's, um, he, he's, he's pretty good. But yeah, I think USC's good. I think I'm – so I don't love that they're in the top 25. I think it's a little premature for that. Um, they had a good win over, Stan, over Stanford. But I like to look at the inverse of let's say that Utah State or Fresno State or San Diego State showed up at Stanford and beat them in a similar way. I don't think they would just all them all of a sudden jump in to the top twenty-five. I'm fine with them getting votes. I think collectively there's a little bit too much of a oh yeah they're good now they're going to be great. Um, and a little bit of part of their USC like yeah. they're just a name that you expect to see in the top twenty-five. So when people see them, oh, hey, they took care of Fresno State. I mean, they should have beat them by more. Um, and then they go ahead and take care of Stanford, who was, who was ranked and was supposed to be a pretty good team this year. I think I think people, mm-hmm. yeah, there's probably a little bit of an overreaction, but I think part of it is also just this is USC, who's always been great. So it, seeing seeing them be good, people, people are more likely to take that as they're good than, oh, it was a fluke. Yep. They see the sleeping giant. And they're saying, okay, he's rolling around. He looks like he's getting up. We're going to assume that all of a sudden he's going to be great again. Right. Um, 
Whereas, I think people when, want them to be great again, too. Oh, I think so, too. I think that's what the Pac-12 is missing. Um, although Washington and Oregon have done well in the past little bit, a conference is at its best when its giant is at its best. When, right. you know, if in the Big 12, if Oklahoma and Texas are not ranked, no one is going to respect the Big 12. If in the Big 10, Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State are all, you know, lower rankings they're not doing anything it just changes the whole like view of the conference and so usc waking up validates everyone else in the conference because if they beat them it's an awesome win and they're a good team and if they lose to them it's a respectable loss and so they need that to be able to keep moving forward yeah and it it makes that usc utah game in a couple weeks huge like that's Like Utah's ranked number ten right now. Uh, some poll, some they have them ten. Eleventh is where they're at in the uh, uh, AP right now. Okay, but the Reddit College Football has them at ten. I can, I, I actually think that's the rankings I was looking at and thinking of. Yeah. I saw that yep. on Twitter. Yep. And there's a, there's Which another. I, am, I, I think am an Joe official voter has them at ten one. too. Yeah, I think. Wow. Where did I have them at? Wow, that you got a big shot over here. The, yeah, I'm one of the selected people it's not the one, the one that gives utah state a, a vote every week no sadly no i wish i did though i would if i if i could right i mean i guess i could no one would care but um are there people that do that on the on on that subreddit that just vote in their team like do you, do you notice that that there's votes for teams that just shouldn't be in there um not really so they only show the top percentage of votes or like of teams that get votes so i think they generally show the top 30 mm. um sometimes they'll show like the top 35 and so like if tennessee gets votes <laughs> nobody really cares um but no so actually my ballot so um because i am interested in what your ballot is so i actually use so i've created a computer ranking as well where i take the the data from last season and the data from so far in this season, and I run it through a regression model, mm. and it kicks out my rankings, and it tells me my predictions against each team. It's very rough, or especially early season, because it leans heavily on last season. Right. I don't, I don't have a good way of strength of schedule yet, so it's very much just stats based. Gotcha. Um, so last season, Utah State finished third in that ranking. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, mm. But Clemson and Alabama finished one and two. Okay, so it got um, some of it right. It, yeah. So it, and to it be fair, Utah State did have a great offense last year. So yeah, exactly. And so it tends to favor teams that blow teams out. Uh, and so Utah State did well. UCF did well. Uh, Clemson and Bama did well because they were blowing people out. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't take into account the strength of schedule as much. So I'm guessing when you're voting, you're not doing exactly what what you're. You didn't no. have Utah State ranked at third that, at any point last year. No, um, I think at best I might have put them at eleven or twelve. I don't have my last year's ballot right That's, here with I me. Don't care. Um, but it was right before the Boise game. It was like, okay, yeah, they're they're looking good. They're ten and one. Right. Uh, I don't think I put them in the, in the top nation. ten. Yeah, one of the best offenses. But so this week, um, so my ballot was number one, Clemson, number two, Alabama, number three, Georgia, uh, number four, LSU, number five, Oklahoma, number six, Utah, 
number mm. seven, Ohio State, number eight, Notre Dame, number nine, Florida, number 10, Auburn, um, and then Penn State, UCF, Michigan, Oregon, uh, Texas A&M, Texas, Mississippi State, Iowa, Wisconsin, Boise State, Washington State, Washington, Army, Michigan State, and Maryland. Okay. So as the season goes on, I'll lean on the model a little heavier just to try and look at it. But for right now, it's it's not much. So, gotcha. Yes, that was my ballot. Um, but the other thing that I wanted to talk about this week is we had talked about doing the poo poo trophy. Yes. Sir, um, Cause I think that's really funny is to have a tracking trophy of, okay, Utah beat BYU and called them poo poo. So then BYU was the poo poo team and then BYU beat Tennessee. So that would make Tennessee the poo poo team and then keep it going. Whoever loses. But you pointed out that this week, Tennessee plays an FCS school. So it probably just drop into FCS pretty quickly and then it's not any fun anymore. So instead, what we decided to do was do the poo-poo team of the week. It doesn't uh, necessarily have to yeah. be who anyone, but it is Tennessee this week. Um, it, it better be. Yeah, Tennessee was pretty, pretty poo-poo this week. Um, the biggest thing about why they get the poo-poo trophy uh, for the week is they had a 99.6% chance of winning that game against BYU with 30 seconds left in the game when one of their corners just decided not to cover uh, one of BYU's wide receivers, and that wide receiver went for like a 50-yard gain and put him in field goal range, and that's how BYU forced overtime. And then in overtime, it just didn't look like Tennessee cared. I don't know. It just... They looked lazy. They looked like they were tired. They looked defeated. It just was done. I mean, it was, I'm sure, a very hot game. I'm sure at that point, a lot of them were. And it is the beginning of the season, so maybe stamina did come into play towards the end of the game. BYU was just better conditioned than than Tennessee. That's kind of what I saw is that BYU had had more energy and Mm -hmm. and whether that's because they cared more about the game or whether it was just because they had conditioned better, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But that's what I saw. Yeah, I definitely agree. At the end of the game, BYU wanted it more. They were they had a lot more energy. So uh, BYU looked good. Tennessee had a chance to to win. They should have won, and they just kept being poo-poo. Um, and honestly, this Chattanooga game that they have this week will be really important um, because – if Tennessee loses, there is a high probability that they don't win a game this year. <laughs> because <laughs> and they might get our poo-poo team of the season. Yeah, they may just be the poo-poo team of the season because, yeah, they Georgia Southern was supposed to be an easy win for them. BYU was supposed to be a win for them, although not easy. And then Chattanooga, they're favored by like 20. Right. So who knows? Uh, it could be... It could be hellfire in Neyland Stadium. You think uh, uh, Tennessee's tanking for Tua? Uh, they might be trying to get Tua. <laughs> I would not be surprised if they uh, finished the year and said, hey, Tua, when, like, with our draft pick, we're going to take you. And then uh, they're going to find out they don't get a draft pick. Hmm. 
doesn't doesn't work that well. In fact, a lot of their players apparently after the BYU game have requested transfers. Oh, uh, I don't know how many, but um, their own coach has compared them to the Titanic. Mm, that's because, a great team to be on. Yeah, he talked about how on the Titanic, the mice went to the top of the ship when the when it started sinking. So you start finding out who the real men are mm. be, because the mice start running. And it was like, so you're just embracing the Titanic. That's okay. you, You're not even like arguing that it's like, yeah, it could be the Titanic. You're just like, this is a, this ship is going to sink. And the people who transfer are weak because you need to suffer with us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, so the Mountain West had another pretty good week too. Oh, yeah. uh, we talked about that last week. We did. So went two and two against Power Five schools. Uh, nice. Lost. So drove me crazy. Nevada got destroyed by Oregon. Lost like seventy-seven to six, which that's fine. Nevada is not as good of a team of, as Oregon. Oregon should kill them. Right. Maybe not by that much, but yeah, whatever. Um, and then the other loss came with Fresno State losing to Minnesota in double overtime in Fresno. Jeez. So that was – they should have won that one. Fresno is probably one of the best 0-2 teams in the country right now. <laughs> uh, but because, I mean, with losing to USC and losing in double overtime to Minnesota, I mean, it's not what you want, but – it's not that bad. Mm. You know, they didn't lose to an FCS school. They're both their losses are to P five schools. Right. Um, but an interesting stat. So the mountain West right now has the most wins over a P five non-conference opponent of any conference. Wow. That is yep. impressive. So the mountain West has got, has, has six wins against power five schools um, in non-conference games, the SEC has five wins. The Big Ten has two. The Pac-12 has two. The ACC has two. The Sun Belt has two. The American has two. The Big 12 has one. Mm. Um, and then the MAC and CUSA are a combined 0 for 20. That seems right. Yep. So it's a pretty good year. And the other thing that I saw uh, was the Mountain West also has the least amount of losses to G5 schools. They only have two losses to G5 schools. Second place is also the SEC, who has three losses to G5 schools. Uh, and thankfully, Tennessee has two of those. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, Thanks, Tennessee. And the Mountain West hasn't lost to any FCS schools. So that's pretty solid. That's a that's a good I mean that's about as good of a start as you can hope. Yeah, for sure. So really, really good start by the by the Mountain West, especially because the games at the end of Saturday night, um, Pac twelve after dark is the common calling card. Um or Mountain West uh, what's the other one that I heard? Mountain oh. West after midnight, something like that. The wild, wild west. Wild Wild West is kind of what I was thinking. Mm. Just because the games, the late night games were absolutely crazy. Um, they were Pac-12 and Mountain West games this past week. 
and they were so fun. So the first one I want to talk about was the Cal versus Washington game. Um, and the main reason I want to talk about it was so Cal upset number nine or number 14 ranked Washington, which was awesome. Super good. But the real reason I want to talk about it was it was delayed more than two and a half hours due to severe weather. And this was not a delay from like a two o'clock game to like a four thirty PM game. This was like an eight o'clock game that kicked off around like just before midnight. Oh. The game ended at like four thirty in the morning Eastern time. Jeez. So this was just super late, super crazy. Um Cal played well. Cal looks like they are probably a solid team this year, but they made the game-winning field goal with not eight seconds left on the clock. Um, so it was pretty crazy, and I love that. I think that's exactly what it should always be when there's a, a good ending like that. Um, and then the other one that was crazy was there was the Oregon State-Hawaii game which, if you remember, in week zero, Hawaii hosted Arizona, and Arizona, on the last play of the game, was trying... Khalil Tate tried to run in. Well, again, on the last play of the game, Oregon State was down and tried to win it, and they ended up uh, trying to do the hook and ladder where they just keep pitching it to each other. Right. Well it came to a point where two Oregon state where they messed up and they, they didn't win, but two Oregon state players ended up punching each other <laughs> because they were frustrated with how they lost. Oh man. They lost by three at the very end. Love it. Oh my gosh. So that was pretty great that it ended with just such pure chaos that Oregon state players were hitting themselves or were hitting each other. Um, it's what you want when you have a crazy ending like that. And then like the Fresno State or Minnesota game was also included there where it was a late game that was just crazy, super wild. Um, it's what's fun. That's that's what you want in a late night game. Something that you can't really predict. It just gets gets a little wild. Right. So yeah, I like the Wild Wild West this week. It was pretty entertaining. Um, and then the other games I wanted to talk about real quick, just – I want to talk about two games really fast uh, that happened. Uh, we were texting each other a little bit through both of these. Um, the first one was the Michigan Army game. Mm, which, that was a good game. Yeah, it was super good. And it was really reminiscent to Oklahoma versus Army last year. Yeah. Um, but with the difference of Army's defense did pretty well. Yeah, like, they last looked... year, it was kind of a shootout, but this year is pretty close. Like, it was lower scoring. It was pretty good. Yeah, they looked good. I mean, they looked competitive all game. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, like, it was, I mean, it went into overtime 14 to 14. Um, right. They traded scores. Michigan didn't score twice in a row. Um, actually, Michigan didn't have the lead. I didn't realize this. Michigan did not have the lead until second overtime. Yeah, yeah, they were either trailing or tied the whole game. Yep, that's pretty. That's 
incredible. Army went up 7-0 at the beginning of the game and never lost the lead. I mean, they, they obviously it. were tied at the end. Tied, yeah. They fought it back and forth, but I did not realize that because uh, I just the whole time I was like, yeah, it was like a one touchdown game. One team scores, ties it, you know, score tie it. But I didn't realize it was always Army scoring first. Michigan never didn't have the lead until the game was over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was super good. And the biggest thing with me is I it, it sucks because it makes like this dropped Army out of like a lot of rankings, and you know they're not as well respected right now. But I watched that game and I was like, Army just took who I really think is, you know, a top 10 team and took them to double overtime in Michigan without gimmicks. This wasn't a team that was, you know, throwing, you know, Hail Marys and was, you know, doing double, triple reverses and, you know, any trick play that they could to keep up. They simply just lined up, went nose to nose with them and said, we're better than you. Yeah, they played their game the whole time, and to their credit, they almost won. Yeah, the only they were so close. How many passes did their quarterback attempt in that game? Four. Four. And one was an interception or two? One was an interception. So it went. Uh, he went two for four on the night for forty-three yards and had an interception. Yeah. So, which yeah, Army generally doesn't pass it makes a lot of their games fairly boring um just because it is the triple option it the option teams it works it's a great way to keep close when you just cannot recruit the talent that your competitors have yeah Uh, i mean you look at army you look at navy air force they have so many restrictions on who they can get on how big they can be on what shape they can be in that you can't expect to go out and get these star guys. So by just going to triple option saying we're, we know we're going to be smaller, but we're going to be faster. We're going to be more disciplined. We're going to be competitive. Um, and we're going to shorten the game to where anybody can win. And that's exactly what they did with Michigan. They looked good. They looked good last year against Oklahoma. And I'm excited for what army can do this year. I think they're, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. They should be good. I I probably won't be watching many of their games. No, but, no, I probably won't either. But yeah, they they they, they definitely looked good. They yep. definitely showed that the triple option is a good option for for teams who honestly probably aren't as good as the other team. Mm-hmm. Like keep the game low scoring, run out the clock, and obviously you have to be able to run the ball. Like yeah, and this is a Michigan defense that's I guess they're not as good this year as you know they notoriously are, but. Like this is a machine, like a power five defense on a team that's known for their defense, mm-hmm. and they ran a lot all over them. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what they do. Um, hopefully, they can get back into that top twenty five because I just I think they deserve to be there. Yep, I agree. They they looked really good. I was very happy with what they were able to do. Um, the other game was not as close. Um, well, I guess it was in a different way. It didn't go to double overtime, but the LSU Texas game, great game, which was incredible. Um, it was a wonderful ending with how close it was. So it was kind of weird because the so LSU got the lead and they were actually up. Um, they were up by nine with with ten minutes left. 
And again, this is another game where for the majority of the game, it felt like they just kept trading scores. Yeah. Um, LSU got up a little bit. So they got up 20 to seven at half. Um, but then at halftime, Texas scored and it just kept, you know, bouncing back and forth. And Texas ended up with four minutes left making a field goal to cut it to six. And you go, okay, this is legit. You know, yeah. if they could get a stop, they've got it. Um, and they couldn't. Uh, LSU went 61 yards on a pass from Joe Burrow and then got the two-point conversion to go up by 14. And then with 22 seconds left, uh, Texas scored again. Uh, Dicker, the kicker, made the extra point. And then Dicker, the kicker, went for the onside, and it was beautifully kicked. It was perfect. Um, and Texas's best wide receiver laid out for it, got it, and then just fell out of bounds and dropped it. Wasn't able um, to get control. Wasn't able to get control. And it's one of those weird situations where if he would have fallen like that in bounds, it would have been fine because he like he, I think he toe tapped at first. Like he kind of as much as you can as you're diving out that way. Right. Um so had he kept control, it would have been fine. They would have gotten the ball. But because he hit the ground, the ball came loose, that he didn't have control. So then it was out of bounds on Texas. And that meant it's an illegal kick, which means LSU gets the ball. And that's what killed it with 20 seconds left in the game. It was, it was good. It was fun. It's probably one of the best onside kicks I've seen in a while, especially from a college kicker. Yeah. And yeah, it was super to, good. to make it to give your best wide receiver the best shot at that ball. And unfortunately he wasn't able to keep, keep control. Yeah. So that was a super good one. LSU looks like a monster this year. Yeah. Um, I am terrified of anything they'll do because they always have a good defense. They always have a good run offense and it's always the point of their quarterback sucks. And all of a sudden Joe Burrow is tearing apart Texas and looks incredible. Yeah. Burrow looks great. Yeah. They're, they're scary. They're really scary. Yeah, the SEC is looking pretty scary at the top. Yeah. They got, yeah. They got three really good teams. Yep. Um, so I want to talk really quick about a couple games that I think are interesting for this week, and then I have a little topic I want to talk about really fast. Okay. So my quick run-through of, of interesting games this week is North Carolina versus Wake Forest. That's one that I find really interesting. Uh, both teams are 2-0 and right now. North Carolina, with how they brought Mac Brown in, um, he came out of retirement f- to coach North Carolina. I think that's an interesting situation. People thought they probably wouldn't be that good this year. Yeah. They're looking good. Yeah. Wake Forest uh, is similar where, okay, they've they've looked good. They beat Utah State. Um, they trounced Rice. You know, That's a team that maybe is competitive in the acc for second best behind clemson i don't know you know they could be so i like that game just because it's it's two teams that are have some question marks around them but you know they could be good uh the next game is the tennessee chattanooga we talked about that a little bit if tennessee loses this game they are the ultimate poo poo um there's just no recovering from an sec team losing at home to an fcs school that's that's just not okay uh, the next two games are, are kind of compact. Air Force versus Colorado and Hawaii versus Washington. Um, the Mountain West has owned 
the Pac-12 in the past like eight games. I think they're seven and one against the Pac-12. Wow. In, in the past like eight games, I know they're seven and three in the past ten. Mm. Um, but I believe because they were five and zero oh before Nevada beat Oregon, they might have been six and zero, oh, and then they got another win this year or this week. Okay. So either way, it's like six and one, seven and one in the past little bit. So Air Force, Colorado, Hawaii, Washington. I think those are really good matches. Uh, Hawaii, Washington will be a shootout. Should be very similar to the Oregon State and Arizona games, with the exception that Washington is a much better team. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a little bit difference of the skill level in uh, the opponent. Yeah, so I think it'll be really high scoring either way. And I don't know, Hawaii can win big games for some... Like, Hawaii's fun. They yeah. they could win it. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I don't expect them to. I expect what. Washington to win in a in a fun blowout, but yeah. they could. And then Air Force Colorado is kind of in a similar boat where Colorado's looked better this year. They had a really good comeback against Nebraska this week. Yeah. And Air Force, I think, will be pretty solid this year. They had their bye week this week, so which was it sucks to have your bye week the second week of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's two bye weeks for every team this year um, because of the weird like Labor Day to Thanksgiving schedule. And so, but it really does suck for them to have their second, their first bye week be week two. Utah State's bye week is this week, week three. It's, it's terrible. They should have fixed something around that. But either way, um, Air Force, I think looks good this year. They brought back a lot of talent. Air Force could really beat Colorado. Um, I don't know if they will, but they look good. Um, the next one is Stanford versus UCF. Stanford has a lot to prove after losing to USC. UCF always has something to prove. So that's a that's a good one for yeah. UCF to say, here we beat a Pac-12 school that's good. Um, especially if USC can be good, then that validates UCF's win even more. So either way, like this will be an interesting one, especially for the future to look back on. Um, there's a little FCS up, like upset alert that I'm looking at. Um, I think Nevada could be in trouble against Weber State this week. Um, Weber State gave San Diego State a run for their money. San Diego State only beat them six to zero. Um, I think San Diego State's a better team than the Nevada, right. and I think Weber State's a good top ten FCS school. And I think Nevada is more talented. I think it's like when any like when most G5 schools play P5, you have the talent, you have the skill, you should be able to win. But if they overlook Weber State, they could show up and beat them. Um, and then the final game I want to talk about real quick is El Asico. It's Iowa versus Iowa State. Um, it's where game day is at this week. Huh. They were just short of being two ranked teams, which is hilarious for Iowa, Iowa State. Um, their nickname I think it came from the Shutdown Fullcast, a podcast, um, is El Asico because right. they they generally suck. Right. Um, but I guess they're good this year. Um, I mean, generally, they'll, they'll bounce up and down, and they're borderline top 25 teams in and out. I mean, last year, Iowa is who blew Ohio State's shot at the playoff. But, yeah, I think that'll be an interesting game just because – it's a rivalry. It's crazy. rivalry games are always fun. They're always yeah. fun, even I, if the teams aren't as great. But I mean, both these teams this year have shown that they're at least decent. So yeah, 
Yep. So I think it should be good. And then the last thing really quick, just because it kind of passed today, was State Bill 206 in California, um, which passed, I believe it was the Senate today. It had passed the House in California. A variation of it passed in May, Mm. which if they can reconcile the differences between these two minor bills, uh, which they will, they'll do it just fine. Um, and then they can put it on the governor, governor Newsom's desk. Um, and he signs it, it would make it legal for college athletes to make money off of their own likeness. In other words, they can do advertisements and make money. They can be in video games they can, you know, sell jerseys. They can, they can make money off of themselves, right. uh, which is something that the NCAA has historically gotten very mad about. Um, and so, when they originally proposed this bill, the NCAA said, if this bill passes, any student who is paid for their own likeness is ineligible, and if they play in any game, that team will forfeit every single game that they play in wow so that has the possibility of saying and this so this wouldn't take effect until 2023 that's an important thing um so this has the possibility that usc could be upfront paying their players and be uh and according to the ncaa forfeit every single game they play that would so be incredible for the for the NCAA to have to deal with. Um, now, the general retort was that by 2023, a lot of lawsuits are going to happen um, both ways to for the NCAA to try and shut it down, for college football to try and allow it, uh, or for California to try and allow it. But either way, this bill could be what changes college sports as we know it. Uh, State Bill 206 – LeBron has been very pro this bill. He's talked a lot about it. Um, and it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Ironically, this or today, uh, the NCAA kind of came out after it passed the Senate and said, we have been supportive of this bill since day one. Sure, um, sure. And so I, I'm really intrigued. I didn't think they'd do an about face that fast on it. Um, but it could be where maybe it passes and as soon as it passes, they just, the NCAA says, yeah, that's allowed. And then every single state has until 2023 to pass similar laws. Otherwise their programs are just going to fall behind. Um, yeah. So it'll, it'll be really interesting. I I'm, it, it doesn't have too much implication for today, but it's super interesting. It just passed the, the house the Senate today in California. So it, this could be the history, you know, bring back NCAA football, pay the players, everything in the works, which I am all for. Same. I, I think they should be playing, paying the players. This is a multi-billion dollar industry. They're making so much money off of these players, like pay them, like and paying for their school isn't enough like these guys sacrifice their their their, their time and their money and they don't get rewarded ordered yep. other than the fact that they get to go to the nfl which most players don't most players don't get to go to the nfl so you can't use that as a reward uh-huh. when 
all of these players are putting all of this time in. They're sacrificing body. Like a lot of these people's bodies will never be the same because they play no. football. They'll exactly. have brain injuries. They'll have you know shoulder injuries. What what have you? Whatever it may be. Yep. Pay them. They've earned yep. it. And my biggest thing is like with these likeness things. Um, I don't understand why a player who has worked hard and has become a sensation, you know, like Trevor Lawrence or like Tua, why can't Tua make money off of himself? Yeah, I think that's crazy that the NCAA can can even say that you can't make money off yourself. Yeah, but the NCAA can make as much money as they want off of you. Yeah, that's that's what's crazy is it's this idea that NCAA is going to make bank off of you, but you're not allowed to make a penny. And so this is, I think there's a lot of arguments with, with the school paying the players, how much money can go each way and how does salaries work and everything. Um, but making money off your own likeness makes perfect sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, the reason that they have been cautious of it in the past and I understand this is it benefits schools with big boosters even more. Yeah. Because for example, say, I don't know, let's say Tua is looking at what school he wants to go to. Well, on his visit, maybe he meets a local businessman who owns a car dealership in Tuscaloosa. And he says, if you sign with Bama, I will sign you to do an ad with my car dealership and I will pay you $600,000 for one ad. And really what he's doing is he's just paying him to go to Bama. He's not paying him for his likeness. Right. He's just paying him up front. But the money's over the table. That stuff's happening anyway. Yeah. I mean, this. yeah, for sure. Let's make it so, legal. Let's make it transparent. Let's pay these players. Yeah. Just keep it, keep it over the table. Um, Programs like Utah State and like, you know, I don't know, Nevada probably won't be able to keep up quite as well, but it's an arms race anyway. We can't keep trying to do things to to make it so Utah State and Alabama are on the same plane. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. There, there, there's, there's a drop off from Clemson and Alabama and like, I guess the top five to mm-hmm. everybody else anyways. Like there, there's yeah. Clemson, there's Alabama. I'm going to say there's Georgia, maybe yep. there's LSU, and then there's everyone else. Yep, exactly. Like, I think the top two, there's even a bigger divide. But Yep. Oh, yeah. And so it's this whole idea of we need to just accept it. We need to say we need to let the players get paid. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. There's The NCAA is ridiculous. They, I hate the NCAA. It's the worst organization. They make money off these kids. They punish schools that cooperate. They don't punish schools that don't cooperate because they have absolutely no power. Right. And so if you are get caught with a violation and you just say no and they say, well, we need to see these inf- we need to see this information. We need to know who's involved and you just say no, they can't do anything. Right. We've seen it with North Carolina. We've seen it with all these different places. But when schools like BYU uh, are willingly saying, "Yeah, we made a mistake. Here's, you know, we want to do this," they get punished heavily because it's the only times that the NCAA can do anything. Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. They don't have their. It's a waste. Um, so the less that the NCAA 
regulates the players, the better. It's it it would be good if the NCAA somehow got some dramatic changes in leadership or in power in some way or another. You know, like the ability to name a national champion. Yeah. Like one national champion and say this is the national champion. Um, we have here is all of the teams that are eligible and here's how they can make it. Because right now there's just not it's they claim everybody's eligible and technically everybody is because UCF's national championship is valid according to the NCAA. But they they need to fix it. The NCAA needs to stop just taking money off the top and actually make the product better. Right. So for sure. So hopefully yeah. this helps that. Yep. So that's what I got for this week. All right, cool. I'm just going to go straight into to what I want to talk about this week. I got a lot to talk about this week. Um, okay. So hopefully it uh, doesn't go too long. So let's start with the Thursday night game with the Packers-Bears. Uh, a lot of people told me this was an ugly game, and, and to be fair, the, the offense wasn't great. Um, Trubisky is the same quarterback as last year, the same quarterback I told you last week that I didn't trust, the same quarterback last week that I told you wasn't a very good quarterback. And I don't think anybody was shocked to see that he wasn't a very good quarterback this week. Yeah. I think I think more people were shocked to see that that, that hey the, the Packers defense actually showed up to play. Yeah, like, they looked pretty good. They, they 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 the defense looked great. It's it's weird to see Green Bay and and see that the defense kind of kind of carried them. Um, yeah. Um. <laughs> so one of the quotes that uh, Traymon Williams, one of the the defensive backs for the the court uh the packers said made me laugh he said we wanted to make mitch play quarterback we knew they had a lot of weapons we knew they were dangerous we knew all of those things but we knew if we could make mitch play quarterback <laughs> that we'd have a chance and, and he said afterwards that Pretty he wasn't brutal. throwing shade at trubisky but come on but you definitely oh were. yeah what, well, what you're saying is they've got a lot of tricks and sure they've got a lot of players that are good but uh Mitch isn't very good. So Mitch if, isn't good. He's so the one we want to. If, 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 if it comes Mitch down to Mitch, beats us. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another thing we saw in this game is another thing I said next week. Nagy seems to be stuck on field goals. There, there was a there was a point where it was fourth and ten from the. Uh, it was a fifty-one yard field goal. I can't remember exactly what it was about. And uh, just for, just for for reference, uh, in the NFL, a fifty-one yard field goal has about eighty percent success rate. Um, oh wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's higher than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, um, it, it fifty-one yarders pretty every every good NFL kicker should be yeah, able to kick a fifty-one. Should be able to make it. Yeah, that's good. Um, to be fair, before the before the game, um, he they, they, the kicker said his max was forty-eight. Oh. Um, so that does come into play, but it was fourth and ten, and it was seven to three at this point. Mm-hmm. So they could have made it a one point game by going three yards over his maximum, but instead they decided to go for it, and they obviously didn't get it because uh, Mitch had to play quarterback. Mitch um, had to play quarterback, yep. But uh, at the same time, Aaron Rodgers didn't look very good. He went eighteen for thirty, which is a sixty no. percent completion percentage. He only had two hundred three yards, which is less than what Trubisky had. And he was sacked five times, which is which is his offensive line is usually better than that. Um, and, and like I said, the biggest de- the biggest story was the Packers' defense. Cesarius so Smith, yeah, Adrian Amos, and Preston Smith. Their 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 pickups from this offseason all made plays. Of obviously, Adrian Amos made that game winning interception in the end zone to to end mm-hmm. the game um, against his old team. So, and uh, 
but I mean, the, the Bears' defense did look great. They looked just like they did. Um, yeah, they look. I mean, it's the Bears' defense. You, it feels like every year it's it's a rule that they have to be good. Yeah, but I mean, the past the past two years they've been something special. Um, yeah. So, like I said last week, I think the Bears' takeaways are gonna are gonna decrease, which is gonna is gonna make them win less games. Uh, that's how they won mm-hmm. less games by getting takeaways and giving their offense great field possession and. Nagy yep. could, could could scheme them into the into the end zone, um, and if their takeovers go down, their win totals go down. So, um, yeah, Packers Bears Packers won. Like I said, they would. Good game. I enjoyed it. Other people might have thought it was too messy, but I I I'm kind of one of those people that likes the the messier defensive games. So, hmm. um, and then we go to the Rams Panthers. Uh, that was close. Yeah, it was close. It was. Cl- it's about as close as I thought it was going to be. I I was not impressed by Jared Goff. Um, no. He he didn't, I, I will say this, he didn't play a single snap in the preseason. Um, so there was a little rust that he had to shake off. But he was still making some, some, some just, just inaccurate throws, which is not, you know, not the Goff way. Um, he was missing wide open receivers, which... If you watch the Super Bowl, is the Jared Goff way apparently? Um, <laughs> he just made some questionable throws where he threw to Woods, who was covered when when Cooper Cup was wide open or had separation. Um, and Cam Newton, Cam Newton didn't look much better. Uh, he had a few he had a few big throws, which which Jared Goff really didn't. He didn't really have any big <laughs> throws. Cam Newton did have some big. Th- but he also had a fumble and an interception. Yeah, I think he ended up covering the, his team ended up covering the the fumble. But still, he mm-hmm. he, he was supposed to come back from the search surgery, and he's not. He wasn't as great. Um, no, he didn't look good. No. But I mean, both these teams put up about thirty points with with their quarterbacks looking that cluster. So it, yeah, and and with Gurley giving me like five points in fantasy football. So you, you might not like how they use Gurley, but I loved how they use Gurley. Um, I was they, 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 they gave him the ball a little bit early um, and he wasn't, he wasn't doing super great. Um, and, and Malcolm Brown ended up coming in and Malcolm Brown looked great. He, yeah. He was he, getting he's the up, one who got, he got like two touchdowns, didn't he? Yeah. He ended up getting two touchdowns. He added about yeah. five or six yards of carry, something like that. Um, he looked great. But towards the end of the game, when the Panthers' defense was a little bit more tired and mm-hmm. Gurley is still fresh, they brought Gurley in. He made a few big runs to to, to clinch the game. And yeah. I think I think if they can keep that up where Malcolm Brown takes a lot of the carries early and kind of you know wear this defense out and then you put in Todd Gurley at the end of the game, it's going to keep Gurley fresh and it's going to it's going to it's going to it's going to let us win games if we're ahead. Um, so how does that affect Gurley's fantasy value? <laughs> I, I've been skeptical on how good Curly, Gurley was going to be from the very beginning. I, I, I wasn't going to pick him top 10. Um, yeah. I, I probably, he, was, he was my keeper, so I, I didn't really have a better choice. Yeah, and he's a good wide running back, and he'll have games where he scores touchdowns, and uh, he'll get he'll get more points than he did this week. I'll tell you that he'll get okay. more involved involved in the offense than he did this week. Um, okay. But don't expect the 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 bell cow that he was the past couple of years 
and I expect his, his touchdown totals to go down. Um, no, I mean, I just want, like, if I can get 15 points out of him consistently, I'd be happy with that. I think he'll get there. I I, I don't know about every game, but I think he'll, he'll put up some points. Um, I just don't expect him to be, you know, first the 30 in touchdowns. Point yeah. Like, not like, oh, my gosh, CMC. 200 all-purpose yeah. yards dude, dude Killed i me. felt i felt like i was watching stanford all over again it, it was it, yeah it, it's christian mccaffrey running all over the other team and the rest of his team watching i mean dj moore yeah. did have seven catches for 76 yards he looked he looked better than i gave him credit for last week um but i think that i think that the the, the name i need to shout out that i shouted on twitter was Corey littleton this dude I, oh, I, yeah. I I was talking about him last year. How he was he was underrated. Uh, he's one of the best coverage linebackers in the game, and people don't know his name. Uh, mm-hmm. But in this game, he forced a fumble, a really big fumble. Um, he punched the ball out. It wasn't one of those. It, it was a forced fumble and recovered it. And then he had a great mm-hmm. pick at the end of the game that 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 gave us the momentum back and ended up kind of securing the win for us. Um, yeah. And the other the other. Th- you never, you never want to see a player on the ground because they got hit in the head. Um, oh yeah, uh, that was Weddle, wasn't it? Yeah, Weddle, Weddle. Uh, Chris McCaffrey tried to hurdle him, and he just he put his knee into his head, and he went down. And he they took off his helmet. There's blood everywhere, dude. Looked like he yeah. just came out of battle. Like yeah, it looked bad. from from what he's saying, it's a lot worse than he was. He was tweeting from the the locker room. He says he's fine. Um, he should Just be a back nasty in. Nasty cut. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh man. Which, which, by the way, does make our secondary worse. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Christian who came in, didn't look great, gave up a few big, big plays um, that that uh, kind of uh, made this game closer than maybe it would have been if if Weddle was in there. Um, yep. Taylor Taylor Rapp played in this game and the the the, the he, he looked good. I'm excited to see uh, see what he does. Um, and uh yeah rams won i'm happy uh we'll talk about their their next next week's game at the end of this at the end of the of my section but next we got the the titans browns um yeah what the hell was that so so i i told you that uh if if the the browns started running into trouble that their season could look bad i didn't expect for that to play out in the first game yeah because if you were if you were watching most of this game, it was pretty close. I think it was thirteen to six for like up until the third quarter. Like it was pretty close. Mm. Um, the big thing was Greg Robinson got ejected because he kicked a safety in the face. He the the <laughs> safety, you know, kind of shoved him at the end of the play, probably a little late. Um, and as he's going to the ground, dude just kicked him straight in the head. I was a hundred percent deliberate. He probably, he's definitely, he should get fined. I don't know if yeah. they will, but he should get fined for that thing. Um, so he got ejected. And then the, the left tackle that came in to replace him got injured pretty quick. So they were back to their, their last backup. Um, I think mm-hmm. I think they ended up switching their right tackle to left tackle, um, which I get what they're thinking, but it's like your right tackle like hasn't played much at left tackle. So... No, so totally instead different. instead yeah. of instead of keeping him at right tackle where he's good now mm-hmm. the left tackle and right tackle are playing positions that they're there is not their primary position and uh 
their offensive line was already suspect. They traded away their their, their best offensive lineman for Olivier Vernon um, mm-hmm. already. So, um, and the other thing is um, Mayfield, Baker Mayfield looked Did inaccurate. Look yeah. he, he, especially in that fourth quarter when he was he he, he was trying to win the game and mm-hmm. he threw three picks in this game. I think at least two of them came in the fourth quarter trying to trying to make a comeback. Marcus yeah. Mar- when Marcus Mariota has a higher QBR than you, you really want to take a look in the mirror and uh, reevaluate yourself. Um, yeah, Mariota looked very good compared to Baker. I, I have trouble ever saying Marcus Mariota looked very good. Uh, well, compared to Baker, you know, with because Mariota had three touchdowns and Baker had three picks. Yeah, I guess if you're looking exactly at that. Yes, Mario looked. His, his a stats lot better. were far better. Yeah, his stats were better. I don't. I. I think again that's skewed by the fourth quarter of. But even before that, Baker just threw some bad balls. Like you don't see Baker's known for his accuracy since college, and he just threw mm-hmm. some bad, bad balls. And I. I think this is the Titans' way of saying, "Hey, after the Colts, after uh, Andrew Luck retired, you were still putting us at fourth in this division. You guys are wrong." Mm-hmm. Like. They they sure. came to prove something, and the Browns came out to prove something on the first first drive. That first drive, they looked like the Super Bowl team that they've been touting themselves as. Um, and then it looked like after that they had no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. They uh, after this, I, we 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 were having a discussion in our group chat with our uh, fantasy league mm-hmm. um, last week. Can c- could the Browns get nine wins? And I said, with how easy their schedule was, is um, after after my preview of the Browns, I looked at their schedule, and after looking at their schedule, I I thought they could get up to ten wins because their schedule is so easy. But mm-hmm. I had the Titans as one of the gimme games where like they needed to come out and prove something. And after this, it, I don't know. It's like, not. It's not like, good. I, I told I, when I was previewing this team, I told them I, I said that there, there was a lot of new pieces. They got a new coach who I, I had. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not confident in they're going to need a year to really get it together. And, and I, I, they did prove that to me this week. Um, they, they, they've got a lot of work to go if they, if they want to be a playoff team, uh, it helps mm-hmm. that the, 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 the team that I had winning their division didn't look great either. Um, so we'll, we'll see how this rest of the season goes. But the team that looks like they're, they, they're they going to win this division now or at least made a convincing argument in week one is the Ravens against the Dolphins. And I realized that the Ravens were playing a, a practice squad team this week. <laughs> but um, the one question, I, I we know the Ravens can run. We know that their their defense is amazing. The one question everybody had and the people – I, I, I think I was more optimistic about this than others, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to tout that right now, um, is Lamar's ability to throw. He had more passing touchdowns than runs. Yeah. That's For incredible. somebody that they, they, the people call a running back, and it's not yeah. – and, and, and people will, again, bring up that this was against the Dolphins. And one – Still an NFL team. One, yeah, it's an NFL team. that. Lamar put up historic numbers that people haven't put up. I, I, I forgot to write them down, and I'm not going to go look for them right now. But he had one of the best passer ratings of all time. Like, Yeah, he had a perfect passer rating, like a 158.3 
passer rating. Yeah, no, he yeah he had the best passer rating, and I, I can't remember. He he just he was really good. Like his numbers were fantastic. He nobody. It's a it's an NFL team. When's the last time you saw someone put up fifty nine points against an NFL team? Yeah. Um, and and, and one, the Dolphins. The the best part of their team is probably their secondary with Minka Fitzpatrick and um, Xavier Howard. I think I might be mm-hmm. mixing up players. I I didn't pay much attention to the Dolphins. No, uh, too. Um, but and and while the stats might be inflated, you can't make up how good those throw, throws were. Like mm-hmm. that, those balls are going to look the same. Like yes, they weren't getting pressure, and yes, the wide receivers probably had more separation than they would against a different team, but those balls were, were amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. he put those balls, not where the receiver could catch it, but where the receiver could catch it and run for a touchdown. <laughs> he had an 83 yeah. yard pass to Brown. And I mean, you, that was, it was an amazing throw. <laughs> and then, uh, he, uh, he hit Boykins in the end zone, running away from the rusher. And I mean, why E double you, it was a great throw. Um, and then to end towards the end of the game, he had a 45 yard flick. And I do mean, it looked like he just flicked his wrist. The ball yeah. effortlessly went 45 yards to Andrews. He barely didn't get into the end zone. I'm talking Lamar Jackson. I am looking at you. He's just, I, you I, go. I, I was high on the Ravens to start and, uh, they looked good. We're gonna have to wait, and uh, we're gonna probably have to wait a couple weeks because they play the the Cardinals next week. Um, and Another good uh, showcase, but uh, show off. Yeah, and the and the Dolphins are as bad as we thought we were. Apparently, the players didn't realize how bad they were because a few of them, just like the Tennessee players, requested uh, trades at the end of this game. <laughs> um, which which I I kind of get it. Like this, nobody, no player wants to tank for another uh-huh. player like this is their livelihood they come out to to, to play every week yeah for a limited number of seasons you, yeah you, you can win. Only, yeah. yeah exactly like but i mean the dolphins ran the ball 12 times for 21 yards it, it, it just the dolphins are going to be bad this year um yeah Next to the Falcons-Vikings, a game that I was completely wrong about. Um, I told you guys last week that the Falcons were going to win this game, and uh, they went down 28-0 to at the first quarter. So, uh, um, yeah, Kirk Cousins only had uh, 10 passes for 98 yards, while Dalvin Cook had 111 yards. And uh, Mike Florio from PFT had, had a quote that I loved. He said, the Vikings have finally figured out how to use Kirk Cousins as little as possible. <laughs> I mean, it, it their their defense was what what really won them this game. They put it. Yeah. It's like it's what I talked about. The Bears. They had takeaways. They had. Uh, I think they had blocked a punt. They had an interception and a fumble. Yep. Um, that put them in great position where they they only had to go twenty one forty one, and I guess the other one was an eighty yard. But um, mm-hmm. still, the Falcons' offensive line looked bad though, and and yep. and I don't know if that's why, but. Matt Ryan had some really bad decision making, bad throws this game. Um, I I had them potentially fighting for their for their division, and I think uh, fortunately they're in the division with the Bucks, so they're probably not going to take fourth. But uh, I think the Panthers have definitely made the argument that they're better than the Falcons. So 
Yeah. Um, the Falcons got to clean it up if they, if they want to have a chance and they haven't been great since that Super Bowl loss. So, um, they're still trying to come back. They're still thinking about that 28 to three. Yeah. Which I guess they were trying to emulate with this game. I'm pretty sure at some point it was 28, three. I know it was 28 zero. I'm pretty sure they kicked a field goal. Um, but yeah, uh, Bill's jets. Um, most was, was there a winner in that game? Yeah, there was, (laughs) it was the Patriots. The Patriots won this game. Um, uh, Josh Allen did lead a comeback with fr- from sixteen to zero with four minutes left in the third quarter. Like he made a comeback. I'm not gonna say somebody, he looked. Some, yeah, somebody has to win. So yeah. I'm not gonna well, I say. I guess he doesn't have to. But I'm not gonna say he looked. He looked stellar this game, but he did what he needed to do. And yeah, I don't know. Well, the jury's still out on Josh. Josh Allen and the uh, part of the jury's already decided his sentence. It's fine. Yeah. We're just waiting until the judge says we can. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think that the Bills, especially with this win at the Jets, are definitely looking to take that second spot. Um, I'm less convinced that they're going to be fighting for a wild card spot this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I still think they could probably go nine and seven, but the uh, Josh Allen's got to get a lot better. I don't know. It's just kind of the idea that yeah, if you're the second best team in your division, you're within reach of a wild card spot most of the time. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, like who that, knows? That's 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 where they're at. Um, and the other thing on the other side of the ball, Le'Veon Bell didn't have a stellar game. Like no, I, 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 I like I think this is the game he wanted to come out and show people like. Hey, this is why I got paid money. And uh, yeah. granted, oh. the Bills' defense is great. Like, they, uh, they their offense might be mediocre, but their their defense is great. Defense um, is good. Yep. So, uh, Redskins, Eagles, Deshaun, but Jackson is back. Yeah, he He's looked back. good. The dude's old, but he can still beat him over top. Um, but Keenum looked better than yeah. Wentz for at least a quarter, if not most of that second quarter. Um, yeah. Granted, Wentz is another one of those quarterbacks that didn't play in the preseason for obvious reasons. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I mean, Case Keenan put up 380 yards in passing against this Eagles secondary that, like I said last week, they're suspect. And, and mm-hmm. I think Keenum showed that, hey, you don't need a great quarterback to, to take advantage of the secondary. So they, they've got to clean it up or I don't That's know how you compete with, with the better teams because – like you, the Rams are gonna try and beat you over tops. They're mm-hmm. gonna try and exploit the secondary. The Cowboys, the Cowboys are gonna be rough for them. Like Dak, we'll talk about it in a second. But actually, I'm gonna talk about Dak right now. I don't really care. I was gonna talk about the Eagles running backs, but yeah, whatever. Dak, <laughs> Dak with Kellen Moore, your Dude, guy Kellen, Kellen Moore, the goat. Yep, he knows he looked, it. He knows the game. He looked great. Like. Here's, you know, I might like to make fun of Skip Bayless because he's an idiot. Dak might have been the best of the three quarterbacks game one. Again, yeah. I long two of these quarterbacks didn't play it at all in the preseason. Yeah. So, like, got to take that into account. Uh-huh. Um, but Dak also couldn't have thrown either of those passes to John Jackson. Like, that's just not who Dak is. Like, yeah. He has some purdy balls, but, like... <laughs> Got some pretty balls, apparently. 
<laughs> I heard it as soon as I said it. Uh, hey, man, I'm not one to judge. Uh, it's he, all good. He, he can have pretty balls. He threw, no he threw some, some great footballs in the air to his wide receivers. Um, some pretty balls. But, uh, you know, Zeke had a uh, limited role in this game, obviously. He's picked up last week. Um, obviously, we didn't get to talk much about it on the on the podcast because the deal mm-hmm. hadn't been made. Um, when the podcast was recorded, but I'll say like what I said on Twitter, I didn't like this, this contract from Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is telling how he's great negotiator. So he got exactly what he wanted. Yeah. Zeke won. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jerry did not win this. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't have made that. I would have granted. I'd have traded him a lot sooner, um, rather than making him the highest paid, but what have you. Uh, we do have to take into account that they were playing the Giants, Giants defense, who apparently just couldn't play defense. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't look good at all. The only redeeming quality of their team is Saquon Barkley, who who looked amazing, but looked like Saquon, yeah. But like the, the the Rams proved a few years ago with Gurley, you need more than that to win games. And I mean, you can have the uh, like they had in this game. They you could have the best running back in the league, and you're not going to beat a team who, who the Cowboys. If, if if Dak can play like this, if the team can play like this, I might be talked into that that they could win a Super Bowl. I don't think so, um, but I, I could probably be talked into it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the Cowboys look pretty good, and then uh, Chiefs Jags. Um, hate to see it. St. Nick had a great first drive, scored a touchdown, and uh, went down. I believe he broke his clavicle. Uh, He's on IR. He'll be out at least until week 11. Um, Mm -hmm. So Minshew came in. um, I love Gardner. Gardner was one of my favorite players from college football last year. He was a blast. And he's he's good, and he showed that he can be good. The, The one thing is he doesn't have a great arm. Like he's not going to throw it deep. So my thing is, is once people see tape, if people kind of start cheating in a little bit and he's not able to beat him over top, it's going to make it a lot harder for him. Um, he, he doesn't have great wide receivers. Like DD Westbrook is probably his best wide receiver. Um, I'm probably forgetting somebody, but, um, he doesn't have great wide receivers. So it's, it's going to make it hard for them. Um, Obviously, Mahomes looked great this game. Um, yeah. Hill went out early, and then Watkins came in and had a career game with nine catches for, like, 129 yards or something like that for three touchdowns. Oh. He he picked up where Hill left off. Like, yeah, he, he looked he, good. He beat Jalen Ramsey, who's supposed to be, you know, one of the best corners in the game, and he, he made yeah. him look silly on a few plays. He beat him downfield. So, if they, when they get Hill back, if Watkins can keep this up, man, their offense <laughs> is going to be deadly, and and their defense did get better. Like I, I heard somebody saying when comparing him to the Patriots, oh, but their their defense get, did get better. Blah, blah blah. Their defense definitely got better. Um, <laughs> uh, Chris Jones isn't a new addition, but he's great. Um, and then uh, Frank Clark. Frank Clark is great. I always get yeah. Frank Clark and Earl Thomas mixed up. I don't know why. I mean, uh, they're both first names. Yeah. On on both. So. Yeah, exactly. So um, I have to 
remember which one's which. Um, but yeah, Frank Clark looks great. Um, their secondaries, we'll see. Um, but I, I think okay. their defense got better, and they, they were able to go toe-to-toe with the Patriots and should have beat the Patriots last year. So um, we'll talk again. We'll talk about the Patriots in a minute. Um, they're okay. scary. But, they are. Um, they're spooky. But um, first, uh, Colts Chargers. The Chargers showed they're not missing Melvin Gordon. Like no. I, this 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 dude's not going to gain money by holding out, and he's apparently he's expected to hold out until like week eight or ten. I don't know why at this point. But Austin Eckler had 12 carries for 58 yards and a touchdown and had six catches for 96 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Like, they're not missing Melvin Gordon. I I just wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I don't understand why you would come back at week eight or nine with the idea that that is going to be beneficial to you. Just, just, I think what Le'Veon Bell did was smart. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll reword that. I don't think him sitting out to start was smart, but once you're in it, I say commit to it um, because otherwise you're not going to be in a good spot. So here's the thing. The Chargers, I don't think the Chargers are ever going to pay him what he wants. Um, The Chargers did give him permission to look for trades, and I think that's what he should be doing. I think he should be trying to get traded to a team that needs a running back. Um, But whatever. Um, Bengal Seahawks. (laughs) I I was, I obviously had the Rams winning our division. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of the the analysts I watched that that weren't named Colin Cowherd or Shannon Sharp mm-hmm. had the Seahawks winning this division. I mean, a mm-hmm. lot of them. Yeah. Um, I don't think they have them winning the division this week. <laughs> uh, to barely beat the Bengals. Um, it's not good. Uh, yeah, and like, they got the win though. It, you make it through. Yeah, but this is a team that we talked about possibly tanking for Tua. Yeah. They gave up 420 yards from Andy Dalton. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Like, if Andy Dalton can put up 420 yards on you, how about a good quarterback? <laughs> like, come on, like What's man. Goff going to do to him? I was going to say that, but... <laughs> Goff this week wouldn't. I don't know if Goff this week could have put up 420 yards on him. Like he just. I think. I think by the time we we play him, yeah, he's gonna look good. I don't think we play him until like week six, week eight. Um, What's Kyler Murray gonna do to these guys? He's gonna look like crap for three quarters, and then <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna spark a comeback. Um, and actually, you know, I I don't want to. The only other thing I want to say is. Uh, Mixon got injured in this game, which isn't great for the Bengals. It's great for you because we facilitated a trade to get rid of Mixon well, on your fantasy team. Yeah, but I got AB. That was the big thing that I got in return was AB plus others. Yeah. And uh, we I don't know if you want to talk about AB more now or later. But uh, we'll we'll do something. it now. We'll do it now okay. because because you started talking about it. Um, so, so I just want to quit, give a quick recap in case you've been under a rock. I'm not going to go in depth, mm-hmm. but so to start the for the whole preseason, Antonio Brown's been acting like a clown. Uh, he got um, frostbite on his feet. He had grievances about his helmet, um, and the, the Raiders were kind of just letting it happen. Like they weren't happy about it, but mm-hmm. um, and then so so my big thing was up until 
this point that you're talking about, I didn't have any issues with Antonio Brown. Because, so my thing with the feet is I was like, all right, that's stupid. I don't really know the whole story. It's funny. Yeah, but, I don't hate him for the feet thing. It's it's, yeah, it's, it's weird. stupid. It's a weird thing. Yeah. And, and from what I understand, it wasn't like he went in there barefoot. He was wearing shoes. They just didn't protect him like he thought they would. Yeah. Like, um, but then with the helmet thing, my big takeaway is I don't know exactly – again, I don't know the inner workings of it, but – um, from what I understand, I think it was Tom Brady last year had a similar situation or somebody had a similar yeah, situation. Yeah, Tom Brady and I think Aaron Rodgers both had this last year and they yeah. were given, everybody were given was given year. one year. Everybody was told, okay, you have one year to find an NFL approved helmet. You will not be allowed to play next season, which is why I have an issue with Brown with the second grievance. Like he was yeah. told a year ago, you're not going to be able to play with this helmet. And he was like, Okay. I and then, and then he showed yeah. up to preseason with a hand-painted Raiders helmet trying to sneak yeah. it in. <laughs> that was good. And, then, and was it was pretty. all of a sudden shocked that he wasn't allowed to use it. Um, and I do get it. Like, he's been playing his whole career with this one helmet. It, it affects how you see. What he likes, yeah. Like, it's a personal issue. Like, again, I, 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 don't, I think it's silly, um, but I don't, have any, I don't personally really have an issue of it. I think he's just a diva. Um, yeah, I think that was the big thing is, okay, yeah, he's making a big show about it, but if like I don't have an issue with him saying, look, I really want this helmet. If there's any way we can make it work, it's the preseason. This is the time to make a fit about it Yeah, with, before games happen. I don't have that big of an issue with it. It was the later part where you just go, exactly. come on, man. Because if it, if it had stopped at that, nobody, everyone would call him a clown, but then we would have moved on once the regular season came and him and Derek, because Derek Carr, we'll talk about in a minute, Derek Carr looked great. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine how he'd look with, with Antonio Brown out there. I think they'd actually be, you know, they're obviously not fighting for the division, but they'd, mm-hmm. they'd be a good team. Um, yeah. But then and the Raiders had the audacity to find mm-hmm. him for missing practice and, and workouts. Um, yep. The dude tweeted a picture of the fine, like calling out the team. Yeah. It's like you had to know the fines were coming. Like you you knew that was going to happen. Like any other, I I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Steelers never find him for a mispractice. I don't know. Maybe that's why he thinks he can get away with it. Cause the Steelers never hit it. I, they hit all of the stuff with Antonio Brown. So we have no idea what kind of antics he had over there. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, and then again, if it had ended there, I could have forgotten about it. Like it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you made you. It was stupid. Like you yeah. definitely shouldn't have tweeted that. Like you know, you shouldn't have tweeted the picture, and then calling out your team was an idiotic move. Yep. But you're just being a diva, what have you? Like, you be you. Um, and then apparently him and the GM, uh, <laughs> got into an altercation where Vontae's perfect. Had yeah. to hold him back, um, and yeah. uh, uh, it, it was he apparently called him a cracker, which people yeah. made a big deal of. I think it's hilarious because, like, as a white guy, who cares? I don't care if you call me a cracker. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't, it doesn't really hurt my feelings at all. No. Like, it, there's no historical connotation with it. Like, I don't care if you call me a cracker. So, yeah, my um, big thing, and and this is just a minor offshoot, but where like on CNN they were talking about it. And they were talking about like, is cracker as bad as the N word? 
and on the Chevron they had N-word versus Cracker, like which is worse. And I just thought of the John Mulaney joke. Yeah, that's what I thought of. And it's like if you're willing to write one of them down and you're saying one of them but you won't say the other, that's the worst word. Yeah. That's the one that's bad. In case you you haven't seen that clip, go look it up. But he's talking about midgets. It's a really funny. John Mulaney's just hilarious. Um, yeah, we we love John. Yeah, we do. We we've bonded over a few few things in our life, and John Mulaney's one of them. So we'll, we'll we'll try and have him on the show later. Yeah, we'll we'll get him once we get <laughs> rich and famous. Um, um, apparently he he you know he threatened to fight the GM. Mm-hmm. Um. And then he shows up the next day, has apparently a very emotional apology, which I more picture the, the, the apology from South Park, where it's the guy that's just like, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, that's what I picture. But obviously, apparently it was an emotional apology, and, and they accept the apology. John Gruden comes out. He will be playing Monday. Yeah, because there had been talk of a suspension. Yeah, they talked about suspension, which, which by the way, this that – suspension would uh yeah um but then the raiders because of this altercation and everything they find him again um with a um oh i'm forgetting that the detrimental conduct basically mm-hmm. which voided the guaranteed money of his contract um, yep. which the big thing Antonio Brown said this off season, he is not playing unless there's guaranteed money. So he did yep. what he did and, uh, he, uh, requested a trade and a couple hours later, the Raiders released him and another couple hours later, the freaking Patriots picked him up. Um, yep. so, and it, it was literally two hours later that, that this deal had come up. So I, I called it too in our group chat, we were talking about it and I, I said, He's gonna go to the Patriots or watch him go to the Patriots. And, and I, I was sitting there and I was like, I know that's a possibility, and it's probably very likely. Um, there was actually betting odds on which team to go to, and the Patriots were at the top of that list. So you weren't the only oh, one really? who thought oh, that. Okay. Um, but it just happened so fast. It did. Like, obviously, it was quick. like it's it's important to say the Patriots offered the the Steelers a first round pick at the beginning of the season or mm-hmm. the offseason for Antonio Brown. And the Steelers mm-hmm. obviously didn't want the Patriots to get Antonio Brown, so they refused yeah. it and ended up getting a third and a fifth from the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty salty right now, I'm sure, just because of that. Um, yeah. But also because now they have to face uh, Antonio Brown when they play the Patriots, who have been there. Mm-hmm. The reason they haven't won anything in the past 10 years. Um, yep. Um, another thing, Antonio Brown worked with a PR firm to get off of the Raiders. Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy to me. Like, which also leans to the fact that if it wasn't the Patriots and it has another two-hour deal, I'd be like, you know what? Two hours is quick, but I'm I'm sure it was just Antonio wants a Brown wants to play, and they offered him a great contract because yeah. it's the Patriots. Because we like to hate the Patriots, and they've been shady as all hell in the past. Mm-hmm. calls into question was there some pre-talks with his agent or whatever that said hey we want you still if you find a way to get out of the raiders without destroying your image too much we will we're prepared to offer you i don't know if they gave him the exact deal or you know if they said we'll yeah. pay you some guaranteed money um but 
he got pay, he's getting paid 15 million with 10 million guaranteed. He mm-hmm. lost 15 million or 20 million just by getting released by the Raiders. I don't think he cares. I think he would rather play for a team like the Patriots where he's going to be fighting for a Super Bowl for 15 million mm-hmm. where if he plays for the whole year and can play like he they he, they think he will, he's going to get a big contract from them at the end of the year most likely. Yep. So like Well, I, and the big thing was so his 30 million I believe was not just this year, correct? On uh, his contract? I don't I don't remember. Um, but on the Patriots contract, apparently he has a player option for the second year and it's twenty million. Yeah. So he would he could get thirty five million as compared to the thirty million that was with the Raiders. I don't know if the Raiders was a one year deal or, or more. But either way, he's already got that money planned to get back. Right. He's he's got it in line. Um, but I don't think I don't think the Patriots were shady on this one. I think it really was just a case of holy shit! Look how crazy this guy is. Look at all this stuff going on. I bet, and maybe he gets cut by the Raiders. Get a contract ready so that the second he gets cut, we can show up with a good offer yeah and, and hope that it's enough and i i'm leaning towards that like but it's the patriots like yeah under like deals like this happen all the time it's not like this would be mm-hmm. the first time where they made an illegal contract before mm-hmm. a player is available yeah. um it's just the, the my the, the only brown just did did you see the the video of Brown celebrating? Of him, I'm free. I'm him? free. Yeah. Yeah. Like, calling his grandma or something. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch the whole video. I just watched the beginning where he like jumps up and down and then runs outside into his backyard. And I was like, okay, like you just released a video. Oh yeah, we forgot that part. You oh, released yeah. a video um, of basically Gruden calling him and and basically was like, hey, like quit this shit and play football. Like, how hard is that? Yeah. Like calling him out, like, do you want to be a Raider? And like, you made this, like, it was a really good video. Like, it was really, he, yeah, it was like, good the video was really yeah. good on it. Like, it was a great video. So, um, now apparently they did, they, they did, um, send this video to Gruden before they released it because there was a big thing of, did Gruden know he was being recorded? And I still yeah. don't think Gruden knew he was being recorded. He just approved the video before it, it was, was released. Fine with it. Yeah, um, which is still technically illegal, but I don't think anything's gonna come from it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the whole idea that it's if it's illegal, there has to be someone who gets mad. You know, there has to be a charge to be brought up, and it would be Gruden to bring it up. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I don't think it's it's a big deal. But uh, speaking of charges being brought up. Um, and consent yeah and consent wow how about that uh again news released right before we record this podcast on tuesday Mm -hmm. uh antonio's browns one of his someone antonio's browns antonio's browns yep that guy obama's body's guards yep that guy um was accused of, of of raping I don't, I don't know the exact relationship. I know at some point this girl um, was, a trainer. was trained him, but, but they had a relationship before that. 
they actually had a, a personal relationship where apparently they had consensual sex is what Antonio Brown is saying. Um, they, um, but yeah, and and I saw this coming a lot. There was a, actually an article released last night where, um, somebody was claiming to have pictures of a, um, Instagram DMs between some person who called herself Janet and Antonio Brown claiming that this girl was claiming false accusations. And this person apparently had um, recordings of this girl admitting that, that she was going to fake accusations against Antonio Brown. So if this is real and that's gets released, this going to be a big thing. Um, obviously with rape accusations, you have to take it seriously. Um, mm-hmm. Like rape's, rape's not something you can just push away. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's just another thing in this Antonio Brown saga that we were hoping the rest of the season, we were just going to talk about how he was, uh, on teams on the best team in the league. Um, yeah, but, uh, unfortunately that's not the case. Um, yeah, maybe not anymore. Apparently he's going to be in the new cycle all year and, um, yeah, it's going to be, He's never not going to be in the news. That's the thing. It's going to be a weekly. There's just going to be TV shows. Actually, that scratch that. Our podcast is now just an Antonio Brown. That's all we're going to talk about anymore is yeah. what he's done the past week. That, yeah, I, it we feels like it. Ish. Yeah. I mean, I felt like we have it like in our group chat every four hours while the sagas come, another news article is being released. Like, it's just it's crazy how much news has come out about this in the past week like it makes it really hard to have a weekly podcast when things are happening every single day um yeah for real but uh i think that the one thing though is the patriots proved against the steelers that they don't need antonio brown no, so no, at, if he screws up at any point this season they're not going to feel bad at all cutting him like it, bill's not going to give him more than one chance like he 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 he's like I'm really, I don't think they cut him just because of the rape ap- accusation. I think they oh. might cut him if this lady comes out with proof, like with, convincing with a proof. little more. Yeah, because it'll um, be interesting. Yeah, this is a very interesting scenario. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the Steelers, they look bad. Like, yeah, people like to give like the 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 Rams for the Super Bowl. And they did not look good in that Super Bowl. At least their defense showed up to play. Uh-huh. At least the, the the Rams were in that game from start to finish. And if a couple plays, if Jared Goff had noticed Brandon Cooks a little bit earlier on two plays, we mm-hmm. could have won that game. Like we were yeah. in that game. The Steelers were out of this game from the the first quarter. Like they looked bad. Mm-hmm. Um, they are missing Antonio Brown. That is for sure. Because Schuster. Yeah being double covered and taking on Stefan Gilmore couldn't get separation. Um, he had, you know, um, he just, he wasn't great. Dante Moncrief was targeted 10 times and had three catches for seven yards. Like I was really thinking this was going to be Moncrief's, uh, breakout year. And he convinced me that he's just going to be bad every year. Um, James Connor had 10 rushes for 21 yards. Like they couldn't get offense going big. Ben looked bad. Like it, Steeler, I had the Steelers. I, th- I think last week I had them as, as my fourth ranked team, and like had them winning their division and were fighting for Super Bowl. Like I thought they oh, were yeah. going to be a top three in the AFC. Like they looked good, and then they didn't. Yeah, and then I, I, I can't. T- I don't think they're. Get, 
I, I think they probably will still win their division, but that, that completely depends on if the Ravens can duplicate this performance, this week's mm-hmm. performance. Um, as long as this week wasn't like just a fluke with them playing the Dolphins, and again, we're going to have to wait two weeks because they play the Cardinals this week. Um, um, but yeah, like they, they look like they, if, if we were going to give a doo-doo team of the week for the NFL, they definitely won it for me. Like, <laughs> yeah, not the, not the dolphins. Like the, the, the dolphins obviously looked bad, but we knew they were going to look bad. They're tanking this year. Mm-hmm. The Steelers looked like they were tanking and they were supposed to be fighting for Super Bowl this year. So hopefully they can get together. They can. And the, the, the one, the one issue I had, um, so they obviously went into the half with zero points, down a lot mm-hmm. of points. Yeah. Um, they came back out, and and uh, the sideline reporter asked, you know, Mike Tomlin, you know, what are they going to do in the second half to, to maybe come back? And he said, we didn't change anything. We think we just need to execute better. I think Perfect. as a coach, to have zero halftime Adjustments, adjustments that's ridiculous yeah when you're down so bad and look so bad i think that's ridiculous i uh, yeah like, if you're winning you should still have ha- like yeah. halftime adjustments of here are the plays here are the things that they did well let's make sure they don't do that better exactly like and the, the patriots are really good like part of the execution thing was their players are better than yours um so yeah with it them getting Antonio Brown and I think he I think I think he stays there all year. I think he's gonna be a great fit for them. I think Bill I think assuming this rape charge doesn't, you know, derail the whole thing, I think I think he's gonna have a good season for them and I think they're obviously the Super Bowl favorites at this point. Um yep. now people are telling me that they're de facto Super Bowl championship champions already. They've won it. There's no chance any other team wins it. Hey, Golden State didn't win the championship this year in the NBA. You never know. Yeah, like there's always that. But I think the Chiefs, like their offense is better. Like, mm. like their defense is obviously is going to be what decides this game. But they played last year twice. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs should have won twice. <laughs> um, obviously, they didn't. Um, and obviously, I the Patriots' offense got better. Um, they're obviously, I'm, well, they're obviously not missing Gronk, but they only targeted their tight end twice. So, like that, and <laughs> to make things even worse, Gronk has uh, tears that he's coming back in Week 14. Um, yeah. So if Gronk comes back for the the but if he did, seeing him on the sideline, he did not look like he did last year. He looked like he had lost a bunch of weight. Like he looked really small. He, he, he yeah, like, he he's not playing weight. He's yeah, a healthy weight. Exactly. Yeah. So like he would he would have to start working out now. I think to to come back for the pre or the postseason. Um, which if I'm I don't know if I'm a teammate there, I'm not a fan of that because no. I'm like no, we work to get here. You don't get to just show up. Yeah. And no. and get the trophy. Yeah, you don't get to just decide, oh hey guys, I'm not done. I'm gonna show up middle season. Like at least yeah. do what Jason Witten did and show up for the pre uh yeah, yeah. off season. Yeah, show up for the season. Yeah. yeah. So 
Um, yeah, the Patriots are going to be good. They're obviously Super Bowl favorites, but I, 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 I don't think we can say they've won the Super Bowl yet. I think the Chiefs mm-hmm. can beat them, and the, the I Never still think the Rams can happen. feed them. I think the Eagles can beat them. Um, mm-hmm. It's obviously they're going to be favored in every game they play this year, but yep. to, to say they're factor, I think that's ignorant, and um, I, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm done talking about the Patriots. It makes me angry. Makes me angry that they're so good every year and they somehow keep getting better, and then so angry that people are dumb and just have decided the season's over. Mm-hmm. Lions Cardinals. Um, I, I really don't have much to say about this game. The Lions looked like the Lions. Hawkinson, their their I think he was the eighth overall pick. Their tight end they picked up from Iowa looked mm-hmm. great. Like he's probably the best offensive weapon on that team. Um. But they their defense didn't look great. Um, Cardinals, man, they were down twenty four to six to start the fourth. Um, Kyler Murray did not look good for those first three quarters. No. He looked like everybody who was a Murray doubter said he was going to look. He had four batted passes in this game. Um, mm-hmm. He wasn't really able to run all that much. He did scramble a few times um, for a few yards. But there was also where he was pressured in the end zone, tried to force a play, and threw a really bad pick. Um, mm-hmm. But fourth quarter, Murray looked great. Looked like what he what they wanted him to look like. Yeah, like like a Heisman winner. But uh, you know, he led his team to 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 overtime. Couldn't seal the deal. Um, mm-hmm. Ended up in a tie. Tyler Murray. Ooh, you're funny, Tyler Murray. Yes. I saw that. I I saw a lot of those tweets. So, yeah. um, again, I think the Cardinals are the best or a six win team this year, uh, and I think that's at best. Like, yeah. um, they've got a long way to go, but I I think that end of the game. Tank for Tua. Tank for Tua. <laughs> I mean, they've 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 taken two first overall picks already like for quarterbacks yeah. why not go for the trifecta keep going um you know never mind the fact that they have a terrible offensive line or that uh their best um offensive weapon besides or kyler murray is well david johnson's really good but i think fitzgerald fitzy is still probably he, their best weapon and he's, he's in his 60s now isn't he i i believe he just celebrated his 74th birthday this uh, year 74th is where he's at okay um, that sounds about right but uh he's never gonna retire until he dies though so oh he'll die on that field yeah i literally he's he's just gonna one day take a hit to the head and he won't stand up and just gonna uh, explode i think that's the sandwiched. way he, i think that's the way he wants it he just leave I mean, it on the it, field he would have retired already had he not wanted that. That's true. I, I think he retired before 74 if he don't want to die on the field. Yeah. Um, talked about Giants, Cowboys. 49ers, Bucks. Um, neither of these quarterbacks looked good. Like Jimmy G looked like he did in that, that preseason game where he – I don't know. i just not convinced that he's really that good. Um, the rest of his team didn't look great. Um there was three pick sixes in this game, two from Winston, one from uh, Jimmy G, mm-hmm. Garoppolo. Um, Garoppolo. I had Winston as my quarterback in fantasy. He will not be my fantasy quarterback <laughs> next week, even if I, – I think I believed in Bruce Arians being able to re- – well, 
I think I believed in Winston too much. I think Bruce Arians is probably as good as I thought he was. I, just, I think Winston's just a lost cause at this point. Um, going with Gardner Minshew next week, I bet. Probably not, seeing how he's going to be starting for the Jaguars. Um, and then for probably the most exciting game of the week with the Texans Saints. Um, oh, that was a good ending, yeah. That was an amazing game um, with just an amazing ending. Um Saints were or Texans were up most of the game. Saints brought it back, took the lead with, I want to say three minutes left, maybe four mm-hmm. minutes left. Watson, or I think actually it was less than that. I think it was a minute left. I I frankly don't know. I followed the stats a little bit on this game, but I didn't wow, see. You missed out. This is. Um, yeah, I think it was a, uh, Texans got the ball back with a minute left. He made two big throws, one to, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And then the next to Kenny stills in the end zone, um, left 47 seconds on the clock. And, uh, then they played prevent defense and. Which is always a great choice when the other team only needs a field goal. Yeah. When you're only up by one and, their best wide receiver, who's Michael Tom, uh, Booger McFarland said something really dumb. He said, Booger said something dumb. I know. Well, yeah, I should say one of the stupid thing Booger McFarland <laughs> said on this, this cast was that, uh, Michael Th- Thomas will beat you over top. I don't, I don't know if he's never watched a Saints game or it just like looks at the stats or just assumes because Michael Thomas is, is great and has a lot of yards that he beats over. Michael Thomas is not someone who beats you over the top. He's one who just is a great route runner. Who's going to beat you in the middle of the field. He's going to he, he his average depth of target. I think is like 13 to 17 yards. Now I don't like that. You're talking bad about booger. Okay. Booger I'm, is one of the American institutions of greatness. And I can't believe he's still casting. I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe they, after one game, they didn't think like Pat McAfee. Hall of Fame already. Who's Pat McAfee, who, who, if you haven't listened to his podcast, he has a great podcast. Good. He's hilarious. Um, if you don't brand. know who he was, he, yeah, for the brand, he was a kicker, um, for the Colts. He was an amazing player. He was one of those players that actually retired early. Um, He's hilarious, but um, I think he would be a better announcer than Booger. I think he'd be much more entertaining than Booger at any point in that game. Yeah, well, and the point I wanted to make was Pat McAfee, you know, casted a game, the Lions game at some point last year. I thought he was hilarious. I thought he was great. I thought he gave some great analysis. Like he, he's a funny guy. Like he might not have been taking it. Like he took it seriously, but I think some of the executives might have thought he wasn't taking it seriously just by the way he mm-hmm. he acts sometimes. I mean, he he does also do stuff for the WWE if that it tells you something. Um, yeah, but but that dude comes out and has a great cast and and has to fight so that he can he can have one game a week this year. And Booker McFarland has has Monday Night Football still. Um, mm-hmm. It's crazy. Anyways, but I mean, he yeah. So I. I love the Pat McAfee Thursday college football games. Yeah. They're, they are pretty entertaining. Yeah. He's great. So, um, yeah, catch one of his games. If you haven't, he's, I'm just going to keep shouting him out. He's amazing. Um, punters are real people. Um, 
But the point I was trying to make is Thomas isn't going to meet you, beat you over top. I think and Ted Ginn Jr. is their, their deep threat and it's Ted Ginn Jr. Like he had a great, he had a good game, but you got to have trust in your defense that they're, that, you know, have a safety over top. But prevent mm-hmm. defense was too much. Like Breeze is way too much, too good for that, for, for somebody who just needed a field goal. Mm-hmm. Like if they needed a touchdown, you can convince me that's the the way to play, but I still think they should have just played defense because, yeah, like you force them to beat you. Like, don't give them. Uh, they gave don't them give them fifteen yards every pass. Yeah, so, minimum. So they gave him too much time, and then Will Lutz hit a career long field goal, fifty eight yards to win the game with three seconds left. Like, um, and I'm not a. I don't like the Saints. Um, and, and that's. Mostly because of due to their fans. I like Drew Brees. Yeah, I don't I think. love the Saints either. Um, but, I like uh, seeing Taysom Hill do well. He, uh, he's a beast. No, he's not. I Every time Taysom Hill takes the field and he's in the quarterback position, I'm like, why is why is Brees not in the game? Brees throws a better ball. Like, Taysom Hill Well, yeah. I mean, he's throw. not a better quarterback, but he's a good athletic player. Sure. He's fun. Alvin Kamara... Kamara is a more athletic player who can run the ball better, can catch the ball better. Like if you want to put Taysom Hill in as tight end, or you want to put Taysom Hill in on your, your uh, special teams as a returner. Absolutely. Like Mm -hmm. he has proven that he, in the tight end position, he is amazing. He has great hands. He can catch the ball. Yeah. I would rather have Latavius Murray and Calvin or Calvin. Alvin Kamara both in the backfield and have that be your 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 trick play for which oh which 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 running back are they gonna go to because they are two different running backs. Um, Wait, they're two different people? No, they're two different types of running backs, and you knew what the, I meant. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I I don't know. I like the idea of having Taysom in there. Obviously, not consistently, but often enough that the defenses aren't quite sure if it's going to like, cause even if breeze hands it off or pitches it to Taysom, it's a, it's a fairly accurate um, trick play. You know, you're, you're doing a, a, a second pass or, you know, a halfback pass, but the halfback is actually a quarterback. So he's accurate. Um, I don't want to <sighs> do it all the time. I say do it every once in a while. I think you put him in for like the, 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 like fourth and ones. Although in that situation, I still trust breeze more. So I'd rather have breeze have the ball. I mean, if you're going to tell me that you're going to run the option, like a run pass option, I, uh, okay. But I think, I think throw him in a tight. I, I just, I don't like it. I think it's too gimmicky. I think you're trying too hard. I think you got two better players that you can put in who you should give the ball before him. Like, I don't know. And I, I don't know. That's enough about the Saints, though. They well, actually, it's not um, because, like I was saying, I'm glad they won this game. I'm not a big Saints fan, but I'm glad they won this game because there was two more controversies in this game. Um, oh yeah! At the end of the first quarter, um, they let the r- clock run because they had to review a play that some argued that they shouldn't have re- reviewed the play. If you saw the play. It does look like Michael Thomas was bobbling the ball a little bit, and it might have. It looked like he might have um, dropped the ball. I thought that's what they were reviewing. People are telling me they were reviewing the spot of the foul. If they were or spot of the ball, if they were 
reviewing the spot of the, the ball, I think, is dumb. But if you're, I, they said they were reviewing the, the, the ruling on the field of a catch. And, mm-hmm. and you, at the end of the catch, it does look like the ball could have come out and like it would have been incomplete pass and it would have been really big for the game. So I don't have any problem with it re- reviewing there. But the problem is when they review, the, the, um, there has to be a 10-second runoff, um, which you can say is dumb, and I think it's dumb. Like th- They didn't call a review. Like It wasn't in favor of them, really. Like They wouldn't have called the review if they, if they had the option. Um, so they, not only was there a 10 second runoff forced, but they, they bumbled the clock that the play ended with 41 seconds on left on the clock that they, that the, 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 they were lining up. They let the clock run down to 25 seconds before they stopped play and decided they were going to, they were going to review this play. Um, they didn't reset the clock to 41 seconds. So there was a 10 second runoff. So there was down to like 25 seconds or something like that. Uh, or I mean, down to 15 seconds from 25 seconds, mm-hmm. um, which mean, meant that they had to go for a field goal. Whereas with 35 seconds, they could have potentially, potentially gone, gone deeper. Um, yeah. So there was that, and then at the end of the game, um, Deshaun Watson had just scored the touchdown to tie the game at, mm-hmm. with with 47 seconds left. Um, Will Lutz, not Will Lutz, Fairbairn kicked the point after missed. Oh yeah, very unlike him. He missed, but the defender ran into his kicking leg. Um, he might have sold it a little bit. Um, Which perfect, do it, sell it if it's, it's part, if it's there. Yeah, like it's part of the game. Like by rule, and they called it roughing the kicker. It shouldn't have been roughing the kicker. It should have been running into the kicker. By rule, running into the kicker is if without touching the ball first, the, the defender makes contact with uh-huh. the kicker's kicking leg, which is what he did. And yeah. he came in hard. Like people are, were telling me he didn't, he came in pretty hard. Like, and then, and the Saints fans were, were about that. Um, and so if they would have lost this game, we had to spend at least another, another week, at well, least a year. Well, what, yeah, and with the Saints, at least a year, especially, um, yeah. Um, but I think that could have been really, like, detrimental to their season. Like, I think that mm-hmm. losing – because the fact – they haven't won game one or week one since 2012. Oh, so really? instead of – yeah, yeah, like, which is crazy because the, the Saints have been a good team since then. Like Respectable, yeah. I mean, they, they were the number one seed in the NFC last year, but they started at 0-3. Mm-hmm. With a loss to Tampa Bay, <laughs> fits magic. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, that was that game. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, so yeah, it could have been really different for the Saints um, if that had happened. Um, Broncos Raiders. I'm gonna be honest. I watched the first little bit of this game. I didn't care to watch the rest. Like mm-hmm. this is the bottom of the AFC West. I there. They're not great teams. Like the Raiders did prove that they're a good ish team. Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs looks like a really good running looks back good. out of Alabama, yeah. which shouldn't be a shock. Um Yeah. He wasn't a big name though. I mean right. coming out of Alabama, he was he was a Bama player. He wasn't a star. Right. So. Um which yeah, I guess. Um but Raiders won. They're probably going seven and nine this year. 
after this game, you might be able to convince me that they could fight for nine and seven, but their division, they have to play the Chiefs twice and the Chargers twice, so they should go 0-4 in those games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm sure they, I think they, yeah, they have a smarter guy. They're not going to be a playoff team this year. Um, maybe with Antonio Brown, because like I, I mentioned earlier, Derek Carr did look really good in this game. He, yeah. And maybe part of that's because he's angry and wanted to prove something after Antonio Brown left. Um, but yeah, he, he had a great game. He, he's, I, I really like Derek Carr, especially after watching hard knocks. Um, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately they're just not going to be that good this year. Uh, and then really quickly, um, I just want to preview next week. We got saints Rams, which obviously is going to be a big game. Um, mm-hmm. this year it'll that's, be in be LA good. though. So at least um, Jared Goff will be able to hear Sean McVay this year. <laughs> like the, the 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 home field advantage the Saints have is unbelievable in that dome. How loud it can get! Like mm-hmm. I don't know why more teams that aren't the Rams don't have a dome just so they can have more of a home field advantage. I get why the Rams don't have it because most of this year the fans are going to be sixty forty for the away team. Like yeah. LA just doesn't show up. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't. I can't. I didn't go to a single game last year, so I can't say anything. <laughs> like, I just, to be fair, I didn't have the money to go. Like, I didn't. Yeah. And I didn't have anyone to go with. Like, I didn't feel like spending over a hundred dollars to go and sit at nosebleeds in the Coliseum for by myself. So. Yep. Um. Plus, you know. Um. The whole thing. Right. Yeah. Vikings Packers is going to be a really good game. Um. It's going to be a test of whether. Aaron Rodgers in this offense can can come back and look like they have in the past, or if mm-hmm. you know, because obviously Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. Yeah. So like he looked uncharacteristic, but the Vikings do have a good defense. Um, the thing is, though, the Packers have a good defense, and and I don't see the Packers turning over the ball as much as the Falcons and giving them great, great field position. And uh, I I think they're going to force Kirk Cousins to throw the ball, and just like make Trey, him play quarterback. Hey, I was, just, I was just about to say, just like Traymond Williams said, make him play quarterback and you can win. Um, so Colts, Titans, um, I think whoever, like Titans are going to be coming into this game. Like it's a division game. They, they, win, they yeah. yeah, they want to win their division. I think, again, I think Houston wins this, this division. They, they looked really good against the Saints. Like, I don't know if I gave them enough credit against the Saints. Like they looked really good. Deshaun Watson just needs to stop getting hit, because um, mm-hmm. if if not, he's gonna his career is gonna look identical to to Andrew Luck. Um, yeah. But Jacoby Brissett and the, the Colts took the Chargers to overtime. Like mm-hmm. obviously the Chargers are missing Derwin James, and I'm not even gonna like. Yes, they're missing Melvin Gordon, but I don't think they're missing Melvin Gordon. I think, but Derwin James is a big part mm-hmm. of that defense. Um, so we'll, 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 I think it's going to be really big for this division of who wins this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Seahawks-Steelers, um, preseason, I would have told you this would have been like a much better game. Like this, I still think the Steelers would have run them over. But after this week, this might just be a show. Like neither of them – like obviously the, the Seahawks put up more points than the Steelers, but they're playing the Bengals. So mm-hmm. – and then – um, a game I've mentioned probably five times already. The Ravens play the Cardinals this week. Um, yep. It's going to be big for both quarterbacks. Like, can you play like how you did 
the previous week. And for Murray, I'm talking about that fourth quarter because if he can play like he did against the fourth quarter against the Ravens defense, he's going to be good. Like, I think he's going to be good either way, but you got to remember that this will be the second game of his careers in the NFL. Like, let's let's uh, hold off on, on saying that Murray's a bust or uh, is going to be a really good player. Like, it's a new system. It's a new offense. So, yeah, and then um, I'm just going to go through my top ten. I'm not going to give you – any explanation of why it's my top 10. I just, I just wanted to just real quick. Okay. Real, real quick. So at number 10, I have the Vikings. Number nine, I have the Packers. Number eight, I have the Texans. Number seven, I have the Ravens. Number six, I have the Cowboys. Number five, I have the Rams. Number four, I have the Saints. Number three, I have the Eagles. Number two, I have the Chiefs. And number one, I have the Dolphins. Exactly. Perfect. Uh, yeah. And, uh, Obviously, it's the Patriots. Um, and yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Follow us. T- oh, oh, I have a I have a little stat that I want to throw in for the end of the week, just because I love how it kind of wraps in with that. Okay. So, in Tampa and Miami, there are a total of two NFL teams and four uh, FBS college football teams, and the six of them right now are a combined zero for ten. <laughs> that's, that's great yep that's great so um i don't see that getting better next week at least in that nfl no um i think usf and miami will start building back up but it's not going to get much better it's it's a sad time for for them so yeah, i mean the bucks play the panthers and i've already said the panthers are going to be fighting for that division with the saints um yeah and then yeah the Chargers are going to play the ravens who i think are the real deal um the only reason I have them outside of my top five is because they played the Dolphins and not a real team. Um, yep. So if they can prove that they can do that against a couple of good teams, they're going to be a top five team in my mind. Because like good. I said, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be good. But yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, follow us at OC Bystanders on Twitter. You know, tweet us any questions. If you think I'm an idiot and said something stupid, please tweet me and make fun of me. Um, if you have any praise to give me, you're welcome to give it at any time. And then, uh, you know, if you if you're really enjoying our podcast, please share it with your friends. Um, we like doing this. I really, I'm gonna. I I don't know about Mason. I'm gonna keep doing this even if we stay at the, the viewership we have now. I really enjoy this. Yeah, I'm, I feel okay with it. Yeah. So, um, but. To have more viewers would also be great. Um, Be good to, to keep growing, yeah. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.